Welcome to Mental Wellness Mondays, a podcast by Two Broke Twimbos that focuses on your mental well-being. It is proudly brought to you by Bon V Medical Aid Scheme. You can find out more about Bon V Medical Aid Scheme on twobroketwimbos.com forward slash Bon V. Bon V is spelled B-O-N-V-I-E. Uh, and it's a medical aid that cares about your mental well-being as well as your physical health. In fact, you can take a look at some of the different packages that are available for you, including packages that uh, provide for psychiatric treatment, packages that provide for your mental health as well. So uh, if you are looking for um, a medical aid provider, you can go no further than Bon V. And we'd like to thank them very much for sponsoring this podcast. Right. So as you know by now, we normally bring uh, Dr. Nyarai Paweni, uh, a favorite of many of our listeners. Welcome, Dr. Nyarai. Good evening. You don't call me Aunt Nyarai like you did to Auntie Margaret. No, no, you know, <laughs> with our last episode last week, Dr. Nyarai with Bukhle, you know, you really show that you have your favorites. So it's okay. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And today we are joined by... Uh, I think this is something that we've been calling for for quite a while, actually. We're joined by Miles Jacob, who is a, a man who is passionate about nutrition. And we've spoken about this a couple of times in previous episodes, and I'm glad we'll get to speak to a, 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 an expert on that. So Miles Jacob here is a founder and head wellness coach at Miles Jacob Wellness Company. And they specialize in corporate wellness, child obesity prevention programs, and promoting a healthy lifestyle. He's got qualifications in sports science, exercise, nutrition, and music, which is pretty cool, uh, out there in the UK. And we're glad to have you on the show with us. And uh, I'm looking forward to having some of these conversations. Thank you, Miles, for joining us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Great. You, you may all be hearing the notorious lack of Phil in this uh, podcast. Sadly, he's, he's come down with something. He just messaged me. Um, yeah, something in his, his throat and tonsils, and he's he doesn't even have a voice right now. He actually called me earlier, shame. I was like, Dad, I don't think I can make the podcast. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I can tell you're faking it, but it's okay. <laughs> I hope he gets better soon. <laughs> I hope so as well. Listeners, if you... How can you tell though? No, no, I'm just teasing him. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> That's how we do. I'm just teasing him. Yeah, shame he's not feeling too well. So, um, do you mind if I call you Miles? I know we just met. Yeah, that's fine. Great. That's fine. So, Miles, please tell me um, how you got into the work that you're currently doing and how you see a connection between physical and uh, mental well-being. It's it's a long story, though, so I'll, I'll cut it very short. Um, I I went into the game, I think, 2002. And uh, that's when I started. I actually became a professional in uh, 2002. And um, it was more about sport when I started off. Like, I just, I just wanted to, to play every single sport that I could. I could. Um, and by doing that, that's when I got to, to, to understand fitness and all the things that come with it now. But uh, what made me go into it was sport. I wanted to be... Um, able to to like a jack of all trades all sports i mean i mean i I remember uni i was playing american football i was playing rugby i was playing basketball i was playing tennis (laughs) and i was also doing shot put shot put yo i I know the sport exists but i've literally never met anyone who does shot put (laughs) I i thought that was a russian sport (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I've seen it at the Olympics, Dr. Nirai. I just didn't know that real people did it as well. <laughs> oh, come on. 
So, so Miles, what moved you to form a wellness company? Um, I think when I started off, uh, like I said, it was more sport related. And then um, I got into to personal training. And I think the, the most important thing was the people that I met when I was actually doing personal training. Because I started off personal training, I think it, from a more difficult level. Because I went in a gym. I, I remember uh, I was walking and I wasn't even done with my sports science degree yet. And I was walking in the park and I'm thinking, okay, where am I going to get electricity money? Because we share the house at union stuff like that. And then I saw this gym uh, called fitness first and I walked in there and I said, can you just give me anything to do? Even cleaning. I just want to be in a gym setting. I'm not qualified yet. I'm still in my second year. And then they said, no, go see the manager. And the manager was a South African guy called uh, Gerard. And the moment he looked at me, he said, from today, you're a personal trainer. And I say, yo, but I'm not qualified. Say, no, you are a personal trainer. I believe in you. You'll be a personal trainer from now on. So I went in a gym with like 15 guys who were really professional. They were on TV, they had magazines and stuff. So it was a bit tough for me, but it made me better because then I had to sort of like fight to find my place within that gym. So by doing that, I had to do almost everything from exercise to music, dealing with clients that they don't want to deal with and all everything else. So that's, that's pretty much how I started off. And then... I knew that at some point I would get bored with just doing personal training. So I kept adding on stuff like, you know, Bachelor of Nutrition. Uh, I moved from there. I went on to, to, to work on a cruise for like eight months doing personal training and stuff. I moved from there. I went to work in a hospital doing GP referral. So I just wanted to equip myself with anything within that industry to make sure that I don't get bored with just doing one thing. So that's how I ended up doing all these things and then ending up uh, forming a wellness company. Nice. Okay. So great. So here we are now. Um, this was this was just my test to see if you really do know what you'll be talking about. So uh, I'm happy with that. <laughs> uh, I, I've noticed from, from your bio and going through your pages as we were sent beforehand. Thank you, Dr. Nirai, for those. Um, I noticed that you have a, a, a special affinity for nutrition and its connection to wellness, uh, mental well-being. Um, how would you describe that connection, would you say? And I'd, I'd love to get to, for us to get a little bit more specific, but for now, like what's, what's the general connection you see between nutrition and, you know, someone's general uh, overall well-being? Well, um, for me, nutrition, uh, this is something that, that I always so like preach about. Um, what you eat um, affects your mood. What you eat actually affects your mood. And it's something that I've been going through. It's something I've been sort of like doing research on my own. And trying to find out how can I how can one improve mood by just eating something or by just taking in a certain uh, type of food. And I've actually come up with you know my favorite five uh, uh, different type of foods that I think okay you know what a person who improved their mood uh, by taking these these type of foods. But I also link that uh, to the exercise as well. It's not just the nutrition; it's the exercise because I pretty much can't separate the two when it comes to uh, your brain function and your mental well-being. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's hear about these five foods. Which are these five foods? And, and you know, the, the, the beauty of having you here, Miles, is, you know, our listeners, <laughs> instead of having to pay you, you know, they get to hear direct from the expert. <laughs> okay. The first one, the, the first one, if, if you look, I'll, I'll just, uh, sorry, I don't go all technical and, and scientific about it. 
the, the, the link with the link with with all the foods I'm going to be talking about, or well, ninety percent of them, is just that they release uh, uh, chemicals to your brain. Uh, they have nutrients that release chemicals to your brains, and and they make you feel good about yourself. Uh, energize your spirits, sort of like you know, vitamin B, K, all those vitamins there. But um, I'm just going to go through the list. The first one is what people wouldn't expect me to say as a nutritionist and a wellness coach. It's actually dark chocolate. What? So that's my first okay. one. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Have I been lied to all my life? What's great? Am I allowed to eat chocolate now? <laughs> dark chocolate. You said dark. Yeah, you, you, you know, Dr. Nirai, we, we, we like the chocolate dark, you know. <laughs> you yes. know how we do. <laughs> yes, we love chocolate. Mm. I know my clients go crazy when I say chocolate. They only hear the chocolate bit, the chocolate bit. It's dark chocolate. <laughs> tell, and tell. I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about the full bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, oh. I'm not talking about the full chocolate, just a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, so what does dark chocolate do? Well, it's just uh it's got uh, feel good factors, it's got vitamin B, it's got feel good. Uh, effectors in it and, and they make you feel good about yourself just improve your mood and and, and just just make you feel good oh wow so i'll tell you what as you were yeah. speaking i just quickly googled over here is dark chocolate yeah. healthy not to say that i don't trust you but i just wanted to hear some more information and it's like yeah people who eat dark chocolate uh, are less likely to experience anxiety and depression what <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> But it also, says, it also says, however, milk chocolate did not produce the same effect. Exactly. Mm. Okay, 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 Miles. All right, so so let's talk about some of the other foods. Um, are you done with the chocolate? Uh, if you've got more, please, please. I'm I'm still I'm still stuck on it. I'm quite <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. That's pretty much it about the dark chocolate. Just don't take it. Uh, anything, anything, you have to take it in moderation. You never take it, you're not like overdoing anything. Anything we do, whatever it is, you have to make sure that, you know, you're not just overdoing it. We are not saying eat the whole, but that's, that, there's a reason why chocolate has got those, those bars and those lines and stuff like that. It's not just, you just take the whole thing. It's, it's, if you take a bar, it's, it's going to do some good to you. And, and it has to be dark chocolate. Mm, okay. All right. Okay, that makes sense. I, I think our, many of our listeners are going to enjoy that one. <laughs> I'm sure the other four are going to be like, ah, every single disgusting food you can think of. No, not really. Okay. Uh, the second one that I'm going to the, the, the second one I'm going to go with is uh, fatty fish. Uh, I'm going to go with salmon, but well, most people would say, okay, you know what, Miles, salmon is a bit expensive, um, but I would recommend salmon. Uh, or any type of fatty fish that that one can get hold of. Um, again, like I said, it's 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 all those chemical reactions in your brains uh, that are making you feel good because of what's coming from the nutrients in those foods. So they pretty much have the same sort of uh, nutrients, and the, the omega omega three actually helps you with the mood as well. Hmm, nice. Okay. So for supper, for me, fish and chocolate. Excellent. Let's uh, let's go on to the next one. <laughs> I'm trying to fix my mental health, Miles. I'm trying to picture that in your plate. (laughs) The key is to melt the chocolate over the fish, you know, so that it nicely covers it. All right. Well, 
um, I should try that sometime. No, don't. Please don't. <laughs> All right. The next one is I'm like this is this is my number one food. Now mm-hmm. I'm talking about uh, weight loss. I'm talking about anything else. I mean, I I literally get almost everything from this type of food and. And that's one thing that I wish I could buy the whole shop. And, and I, I always have in the house. That's mm-hmm. jungle oats. Oh, wow. Okay. Jungle, jungle oats. I know people say I can't cook them. I don't know how to prepare them and stuff like this. So many ways to make them. Jungle oats is just a magical food. Does it have to be jungle or can we talk about any kind of, of oats? Oh, well, I, I, I for me, jungle oats. Okay. Jungle oats. So I the mean, you original get, you oats, go, not the flavored one, just oats, oats. Not the flavored, not the flavored oats, just the original one with that funny, is it red in color or something? Yeah, that's the one. Exactly, that's the one. Um, and, and this one is just mainly because of the fiber. I mean, the fiber is there. It's just loads of fiber in there. And and that's why I, I it's got all the other nutrients that we're talking about in other foods as well, but I think the fiber for me just takes it because it makes this super food because then you're looking at improving your mood. At the same time, you're also looking at actually uh, losing weight as well because then it stops you from, from eating a lot and stops you from, from, from unnecessary um, bad eating, healthy, eating habits as well, mm. to say. Okay. Yeah. All right. Jungle oats. I like that. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, okay. Shall we... Shall we move Shall on we to the next on? one? Yes, please. Dr. Nyarai, are you there? Dr. Nyarai had just been kicked out. I think she's back now. Hey, Dr. Nyarai. Hi, sorry about that. No problem. All right, we were looking for you. So we went to jungles and chocolate and fish. Are you happy with the jungles? I'm happy with the jungles. So far, okay. Yep, yep. I, will, I prefer steel cut oats, but yeah, you know. Because I think still cut oats have um, greater fiber in them, but jungle oats is fine. <laughs> you, were, you were having the battle, the battle of the oats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please go. Please go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So we got three now. So I'm going to go. The fourth one is something that I also like, um, and my uncle always says that every household should have one of these. Uh, that's bananas for me. Yeah, okay. I know with the sugar and all the stuff, and like I'm saying, I, I think I think we need to be very careful about uh, the the function for the food because you the function for the food is very important, and and also the 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 the, the serving suggestion, if I may say, like how much can you actually take of that food? I'm not saying I've had, I've I've said something before. And people always sort of like take it towards weight loss because that's the most, you know, trending thing. Or people end up saying, you know what, I'm going to go buy like nine kgs or 10 kgs of bananas because Miles said bananas. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it, it, everything has to be taken in moderation. And, and, and I think bananas do that for you, uh, apart from uh, making you feel full for a longer period of time. And, you know, the, the nice sugar, the natural sugar in there. But they also have their own side effects. So depending on what sort of health condition you have. But if you're looking at people like me, then bananas would go. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what's, yeah. what, what, what serving suggestion size are we talking about here on average? Uh, normal banana, not plantain, the actual banana. I, th- I think one banana a day is okay. Okay. Right. So, I think one point a day is okay. We're looking at what? What are we looking at? Something like grams or something? Mm. I, I, I I don't know yeah. how much they weigh. <laughs> but yeah, okay, that makes sense. 
All right, so we're we're now on four for four, and the and the fifth one. Fifth one, I thought you would help me out. Okay. I I wanted you to take a guess if you can. Um, it's obviously a vegetable because we haven't had any vegetables yet. Definitely, definitely, you're on the right track. Okay. Um, and because we've had chocolate, it must be a very disgusting vegetable. That's the only thing I can. <laughs> I, I, I like your deducing uh, process here. I, I could have been a detective, Doctor Nirai. No, I, you know, I used disgusting yeah. wrong. When I was younger, obviously, I used to think that way. But I find that now I actually enjoy. You know, I look for the vegetables in any meal. Um, yeah. So, so what's the vegetable most people don't like? Broccoli. <laughs> I think he's going to say something like spinach or, or leafy, some leaf. Dark, yeah, dark leafy greens, right? I don't know. Dr. Nyarai, your turn. You know, for me, I wasn't going to do a vegetable. I was going to say berries because they're so high in antioxidants. But yeah, that might make your list six. Okay. Um, what vegetable? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to say sweet potato. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't actually going to say that one, but it's on the list as well. But not my favorite. I'm talking about my top five. But you were you you were close though. Oh, so some dark leafy green spinach. Or, or, or maybe when you said uh, broccoli, it is spinach. Uh-huh. I'm... Ah! <laughs> Look, you know what, guys? Um, I think from now on, we're not going to be inviting any experts here. I'm just going to be guessing what they're going to say because clearly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you're saying. Clearly, I know you what know I'm what talking you're talking about. about. <laughs> what what effect does spinach have on on mental health? There, Miles. Well, like I said, um, like Doctor said, um, uh, dark leafy greens, and and we all know uh, the 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 old benefits of of, of dark um, um, leafy uh, greens. But I think for me, the most important thing is the vitamin there. Is the vitamin because because if you look at all almost all the vitamins they are linked to your to your mood almost all of them. Okay, all right, I like that. So we have a selection of five foods as recommended by Miles Jacob. Thank you very much. You know, I have a question um, while we're on the topic of nutrition and and mental health. I've seen um, I don't know if it's a trending thing or it's something that's that's existed for a while. But I've seen a lot of people speak about the importance of taking supplements. Um, what is your view in terms of taking, you know, uh, the, these artificial supplements for vitamins, for um, whatever other minerals are needed? And do you think that would be helpful for, you know, our, our own wellness? Right. Um, first of all, I think I need people to understand what 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 supplementing is. What why should why do you need to supplement in the first place? If, if, if you can get the nutrient without actually taking a supplement or something that is like a powder or something that has been uh, preserved somewhere, then, then don't supplement. I think it comes down to, you know, someone saying, okay, not, not having the knowledge of where the nutrient is found in the actual food. So if someone is going to take something like, uh, what do you call those tablets? Um, what do they call them? Fishy, oil, oil fishy tablets or something like that. I, I've seen people take a lot of oh, those. Yeah, in the oh, gym. omega-3s? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen people with cases of them 
I've also seen a lot of uh, friends and, and colleagues and clients with, with lots of protein shakes and, and stuff like that, uh, zinc and all those things. And, and with this uh, COVID thing going on, people have been buying supplements a lot. But my advice is if you know where to get, if you get the right knowledge of knowing where am I going to get protein from, you don't really need to be taking the supplement. If you know where to get zinc from, if you know where to get vitamin C from, and if your doctor is not saying that you're lacking in a set, something, something specific, then you don't need to take supplements. But if you've been, if, if there's a health condition that you have and the doctor says, you know what, you need to supplement that, then you need to go and buy the supplement and take the supplement. Because obviously, I don't know, within your diet or maybe the way your body absorbs that certain nutrient or, or the way, the, any health, I don't know what health condition you could have, but you need to be careful what supplement you're taking and making sh- and watching out if you can take it naturally. I would rather take uh, whatever is in those bottles naturally than actually going and buying something um, that is on, on the shelf or that's been on the shelf for I don't know how many days. I think that makes yeah. sense. Can I chime Please in? Please go ahead, Dr. Nyore. So um, as a naturopathic doctor, I, I think as a naturopathic doctor, I believe there's sometimes you need to supplement. So, you know, the amount of spinach you need to eat uh-huh. to get like let's say adequate um antioxidants or f- uh-huh. or folate of um the other form of it is folic acid okay. um folate is very very important for serotonin which is your happy helps you get into a happy mood in a sense of joy so uh-huh. sometimes you do need to supplement because our soil isn't you know we we're not all organic farmers and uh-huh. the nutrients that are in our soil are gradually getting depleted uh-huh. so the, i find there are some cases where you you need to supplement uh-huh. um, to get the level of uh, medicinal value um, okay. for your body uh, and i'm not saying all the supplements you need long term sometimes you're going through you know you're recovering from something or you're you you know you you want to optimize your health it might be good um, and then you might get off of them but I think for me, more so than the supplement, it's the quality of the supplements. Are they fillings in there? Are there other additives in there? Because you, the quality of your supplement is actually critical to your well-being. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Nurai, do you mind if you just let me know which, which uh, I, I know you mentioned their folic acid or folate. Um, are there any other supplements that are kind yeah. of crucial to uh, mood and, um, you know, happy the the happy chemical that you mentioned there serotonin yes so there's quite a bit of research currently about amino acids um that really help with brain health and mood um there's gaba which is a a neurotransmitter that is essential um so you can take amino acids that um like l-tryptophan which is the precursor to GABA, or you can take, um, I'm now trying to, you can take tyrosine is another amino acid. And what that really is good about is helping your mind focus and clarity of decision-making. So there are a whole bunch of different um, amino acids that are really good for your brain. And I actually um, highly recommend them. Okay. And take them, should I say? Can I say I personally take them? So to 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 Miles's point, if it's possible to get those particular nutrients outside of supplements, would it be more preferable to actually find them in the natural um, foods that, you know, that, that um, um, you know, that make those nutrients? Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, I think food is the is is the best and first medicine, right? I think ideally you want to get it in your food. Um, but what I'm saying is that sometimes the level you need, like it, the amount of spinach you need to eat to get that folate that you need, might yeah might be un, uh, unbelievably high. Yeah, we're talking Popeye levels. So Popeye levels of want, spinach. Mm. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, you want to eat well. You know, I think sometimes people don't eat well and then they think if they take supplements, that will that will make them feel better. So I think it's important to have good nutrition overall for your fitness and for your mental health and just your physical health as well. Hmm. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, uh, coming back to you there, uh, Miles, uh, earlier on you had also mentioned – Oh, sorry, before I, before I move on from nutrition and nutrients, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add to that conversation. Um, no, that's fine. I, th- I think we did. I think, I think doctor pretty much wrapped it up on, on as far as nutrition is concerned. Eh? Lovely. So, but you did also mention yeah. the importance of exercise. And I think that's something that you also push uh, quite a bit. Um, I guess speaking as well from a very broad perspective, um, what are we... I feel like we'll probably already know the answers, but I think it's a good place to start. What are, what benefits are we talking um, specifically with regards mental well being, uh, and what benefits are we talking when they when we link them to exercise? Well, um, you've got two sort of like areas. I'm going to go with two areas. You've got exercise and 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 the brain, and then you've got exercise and sort of like general well being. Um, You've got the the direct impact of exercise on. Just before we start, I, I need I need uh, people listening to understand that the way your body has been crafted and designed is to be able to move. You are supposed to be in motion. You're supposed to move. So uh, when someone says, "Oh no, you know what? I, I I walk to work today," you know, you're supposed to walk. You're supposed to be moving. So the body is designed to be in motion. Uh, so physical activity and or exercise become is, is actually supposed to be part of your body, whether you like it or not. That's how the body has been designed. Right. So now we go to how exercise actually directly affects uh, your brain. Uh, we're looking at uh, reducing inflammation uh, in your brain. And also there, it also promotes growth factors. Um, we are looking at something like new blood cells in the brain, uh, survival and abundance of brain cells as well. So that's pretty much the direct, and also the release of endorphins, which make you feel good about yourself. So when you exercise, uh, your body releases these chemicals, these magical chemicals called endorphins, and then they help you uh, energize your spirits and make sure you feel good about yourself. So that pretty much directly, uh, when we talk about the effects of exercise and the benefits of exercise directly to the brain. And actually, research actually actually shows that, I mean, recent study by, uh, I think it was the Harvard Public School of Public Health, actually says that if you're exercising with moderate intensity, I'll, I'll explain what moderate intensity is later on. But if you're ex- exercising with moderate intensity twice or three times uh, a week and for six months, you're actually looking at developing the volume of certain parts of your brain. So directly, you're improving your memory and you're actually improving your thinking skills as well. Hmm. It's so hard, though. <laughs> uh, Thanks, it's hard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Miles, I need to exercise, but it's hard. It's hard. Nah, it's not hard. Ask Doc. Doc was exercising over the weekend. She was up and down, jumping like everywhere. <laughs> Is this true, Doc? 
<laughs> yes, and I have a blister to show for it. I had to carry a tire oh, and run and do jumping jacks. <laughs> so, um, so Miles, you, you mentioned that um, there was this Harvard study about uh, moderate exercise, and you were going to yeah. also talk about the different, uh, uh, I guess, levels. So, what do we mean when we say moderate? Okay, when we say moderate intensity, we're saying basically uh, you've got uh, the walking, uh, which is like if you're walking an hour, uh, that's twice a week. Uh, that's what we recommend. Okay, that's 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 healthy. Uh, but if you don't like walking, uh, then you can jog for 15 minutes. Um, that's also recommended again twice a week. If you don't like jogging or walking, then you're just doing uh other different types of exercise. I normally prefer uh, compound exercises because then they save time. And people, we complain about time. I'm busy. I don't have time. We live in a busy world. So for me, compound exercises, they do it the most because they are touching more than one sort of like muscle group. Uh, and they're helping with your cardio and helping with your muscle as well, your muscles as well. So if you want to measure yourself, you're not saying, you're saying that if you're training with your partner and if you want to measure, if you're doing moderate intensity exercise, you should be able to talk to them, but you should not be able to sing. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Okay. I can, okay. I can see that. I can see how that works. What if you can't sing full stop? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, before we, before we, we go too long in this discussion, um, Miles, you may not be aware of this, but uh, something that we have encouraged our listeners to do is to write in. Um, we've encouraged our listeners, especially if they've never been able to see a, a therapist or if they've never been uh, in therapy or worked on their mental health, we are trying to help them connect to that. So if they have an issue or something that weighs heavily on them or any questions, we've encouraged them to write in. And we like to spend some time uh, addressing some of those questions as they come in on, to, on this show. Um, they are anonymous, and um, uh, we do, in, in certain cases, we have to actually put them in front of, you know, appropriate, um, appropriate experts. But we do have one question that came in this week that, um, Dr. Nirai, I believe you've already seen and given a response to. Yes. Great. So uh, I'm just going to read out the question here, and if you don't mind, Dr. Nirai, we can go over your response, and we'd love to hear your input as well, Miles, um, especially if we can uh, also add the, the importance of what we discussed in terms of taking care of your mental health. All right. So just a reminder to all our listeners, all you got to do is go to twobroketwimbles.com forward slash help. You'll find a submission form where you can anonymously, if you so choose to do so, uh, submit whatever issues are bothering you. Uh, and we'll, we'll uh, make sure that we put them in front of the experts. And uh, if you do not want this to, to be discussed on the podcast, you can also just indicate that on the submission form. You're welcome to do so. All right. So the, the, the question that we got, or rather the, the, the message that we got from someone who named themselves anonymously Red Table Talk. Um, Red Table Talk, I think that's in reference to um, Jada, Willow, and I can't remember what the grandma's name is. They have their, their infamous uh, show where they discuss uh, a lot. Jada of, Pinkett. Yes, Jada Pinkett Smith, Willow Smith, and Jada's mom. Um, I forgot her name, but they have a they have something called Jada's Red Table Talk. Yeah. So anyway, that's the that's the nickname that this person gave themselves, and they said uh, the subject is self awareness. I have realized I am self aware of my actions and trauma and how I react to certain things, but this is hard because I feel like I beat myself up more for this, and it causes me to self sabotage because then I just remove myself from people and situations. 
Um, yeah, so there was no real um, a question attached to this, but I think this person wanted to share that uh, particular sentiment that they were having. Um, Dr. Nurai, you had a response that you had from there? Yes, so um, I'll just paraphrase. I think, um, is it she or he? This person does like what most people do, right? We we so focus on the negative, the things that we do badly, right? You know, somebody gives you a compliment you don't remember, but you remember the thing that they said that's negative. So, you know, the, the what I'm challenging this person to do is to refocus, you know, focus on the good things that he or she has done. And you can do that daily. It's a really good practice at your end of your day to kind of, uh, appreciate and applaud yourself. You know, I made it to the meeting on time. I met my deadlines. I exercised. I ate well. Whatever it is, any small thing that you can applaud yourself for doing, you need to do that. Just to kind of reaffirm yourself. Um, I think they also mentioned something about trauma. And I think what tends to happen is when we um, haven't been able to process our trauma, we get into places where we self-sabotage. Or we self, we're so highly self-critical. So just say, um, Danny, I'm supposed to meet you and I completely forgot the time. And then you are upset with me. Um, instead of me just um, kind of apologizing and then making sure that I don't do it next time, I now be, I become very self-critical. Oh, I'm an idiot. You know, how dare you do that? And we just don't give ourselves a break. So. Self-sabotage is, is a way initially to kind of self-protect, but we need to change that around and to say, okay, I made a mistake. I didn't show up. What can I do better next time? Or what is the lesson that I've learned? And I think some, and then the other thing I want to say is like, sometimes our mistakes or mistakes that happen or events that happen that are not good are no one's fault. So I think somebody who always looks to the negative they tend to then focus the blame on themselves or they blame somebody else. It's okay to kind of look at a situation and, and, and know that bad things do happen and it might not be anyone's fault. But what can you learn from that? And it's important to do self-forgiveness. Yeah, maybe I made a mistake and didn't meet um, Danny at the time that we had agreed. Um, I, I'll make sure that I put it in my calendar and give myself an hour alert so that I can be there on time. You know, so I think just cutting yourself some grace is good. I think the one comment they said that sometimes they move away from situations and people when they, when things, I think element of self-care. So it's good to know like mm, this place, this situation or this person is uncomfortable or I don't feel safe. I'm going to move away. But you, sh it shouldn't be used um to now avoid people completely because we, we live in, you know, we live with other human beings. It's, it's yes, it's good to pull away and then to, to introspect and, uh, and reflect and then to figure out how are you going to interact with other people. Mm. To quote, to quote Adekunle Gold's song, if it go cost my peace, then I go take my leave. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. Yes. I like that. If it's going to cost your peace, okay. take your leave. You <laughs> Uh, Take your leave. Yes. Don't, don't, don't do that to me. Um, someone, I, I heard a description of uh, this kind of, you know, like very negative thoughts about oneself uh, as being almost like um, a train ride. 
because you know we call it a train of thought mm-hmm. you feel you you get on this train yes. and it just keeps going past these destinations of you know beating yourself up and being mad at yourself and so on and it takes an effort to realize that this train is going in a direction that I don't want it to go let me f- try to physically like you said, Dr. Nyarai, physically think about the more positive things, physically think, what did I manage to achieve? Yes. And it's almost like getting off one train and getting onto another. I don't know if that example helps to sort of yeah. visualize it for people. But yeah, um, very true. And 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 I, I and the other thing I also recommend to people is talk to your talk to yourself like you would your best friend. Like if your best uh, friend came and told you the mistake, <laughs> the mistake that you are now, you know, lamenting over. You would be kinder to them. So talk to yourself because we. I think we're most critical and ruthless with ourselves. I think if we think of ourselves like you're talking to your mom or your best friend or somebody, that you you know you you change the way you would talk. Nice. And, and Miles, we're we're happy to hear your input. Someone who has these, uh, who's aware of the reasons why they have these bad thoughts, but they still beat themselves up and you know seem to self sabotage and you know, uh, almost just like mad at themselves all the time. Um, any suggestions or thoughts? I think uh, Dr. Nyarai killed this one. I think she she pretty much said said it all, but I'm going to to look at it from from the exercise and the nutrition point of view. And, and, and from the exercise uh, sort of like uh, point of view, apart from, you know, the benefits that you get from, you know, high self-esteem because of exercising, confidence boosting, all those feel-good factors, that mindfulness and feel-good factors that you feel uh, after exercise. What exercise actually does as well is it provides a distraction for negative thoughts. So instead of you beating yourself up, uh, if you get on a routine, you are able to sort of like, you know, put things away and not just, you know, concentrate on, oh, I should have done this better. I'm bad like this. I should have, I could have been like this. I'm not good like that. So it actually also serves as as, as a distraction from all these negative thoughts and which is, which I think is a, is a really good thing. And, and of course, remember to eat dark chocolate. <laughs> I think, I think that's I the knew most important thing. I knew it. I knew it. That's the most important thing. you're going to make noise about this. <laughs> Well, thank you very much uh, for that. And uh, just a reminder to everyone, if you also have something that's weighing on you or you have a question or you want to reach out to a professional and you've never really seen a therapist or been in therapy or anything like that, you're welcome to take that first step by just going to twobroketwimbles.com forward slash help. We've partnered with uh, Wired to Love and Thrive. We have a, a network of mental health professionals all over the world and we can connect you to someone who can help you out or at the very least, just get you the first answer, the first step that you need and um, uh, we can also direct you to resources, many free resources that are available in your area that you can take advantage of. So twobroketwimbos.com forward slash help. Okay. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Miles. Thank you, Dr. Nyarai, as usual. Miles, if people wanted to find out more about how they can um, reach out to you and uh, perhaps hire you or whatever the case is, how can they find you? Um, we've got our Facebook page, which is Miles Jacob Wellness. They can send us a message there. They can also email us at info at milesjacobwellness.com or they can also visit our Instagram uh, page, milesjacobwellness.com. Love it. Miles Jacob Wellness. Thank you so much, Miles. And uh, as usual, Dr. Nyarai is repping Wired to Love and Thrive, the number two. So Wired to Love and Thrive. Uh, anything else there, Dr. Nyarai? No, it's been a really good conversation. I also wanted to say that exercise 
reduces depression and anxiety and reduces it's stress. It's so hard, I think we Dr. kind of Dirai. talked a little bit about stress. It's hard. It's so hard. Okay. I can tell you that I was running around on the field the other day. But, you know, every, like I think Miles talked about, it doesn't have to be really intense. Just do something, you know, every few days. It'll go a long way for your mental well-being. Definitely. Definitely. Lovely. All right. Thank Definitely. you so much. So it's, go ahead. Sorry, Miles. Uh, do we still have time? Yeah, yeah. Go. Hey, <laughs> this is a podcast. We can keep it going as long as you guys are free. Uh, yeah, like what Dr. Nyarai is saying, we're looking at exercise and stress, exercise and anxiety, exercise and depression. Uh, but what, what people usually ask or what where the problem is, is people say, okay, fine, I understand the benefits of exercise, but what do I need to do to start? How do I start an exercise program? Or how do I start an exercise routine? Which is what doctors say that, okay, you, you don't have to do 15 minutes or 60 minutes. You can start slow. But most people do start an exercise program, especially in January. You have a lot of people saying, my New Year's resolution is I'm going to exercise now. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be healthy. But like a large percent of those, by almost 75% by April, they've already stopped exercising. Now, I think I'm just going to point out some of the reasons why this happens and how we can get rid of it real quick. Now, the first thing is you need to have a clear goal, clear vision of why you're exercising six in the pack. first place. And I need a six-pack. That's, that's my goal. It doesn't matter, Danny, how silly the goal may sound. I've had people saying, I want to look better than the next person, or my, my husband's secretary looks better than me. It's a good goal. It keeps you going. As long as it's... it's <laughs> Wow. Let me t- let me we tell you Miles. There. I this weekend I went into a swimming pool and I looked down and yeah. I was like, yeah, ah. I think it's now time to get serious. But anyway, exactly. yes. so so it doesn't, you know, people go for the and, and people come to me and they say, I, I say, what is your goal?" and they say, "I want to be healthy." They, but they don't know what health is. They don't even know what good health is. How do you measure that? You know, if you're saying, okay, you know what? I want to be healthy. I want to lower my cholesterol levels. That makes sense. You understand? So you can measure it and say, okay, after six weeks, miles, I'm going back to the doctor. I want to measure my cholesterol levels. That makes sense. So you need a big enough goal, something that, that is strong enough that keeps you going for that goal. Like, okay, you know what? Whatever happens, I'm going to achieve this. And it doesn't have to make sense. And people try and make it, put all logic in it. Like, okay, just to be something good when I explain it to you. It doesn't matter. It just has to be something that keeps you going. That's all it is. And all the other benefits, you know, all the other benefits are coming through. Even if you say, I want to, I want to go on holiday uh, to Maputo on the beach or something like that, you're going to get other benefits with that, okay? In addition to you looking good on the beach, whether you like it or not. So, so that's, and, and, and this is what people need to understand, that the, the mental uh, benefits of exercises actually come before the physical. So within all these things about exercise and stress and anxiety and stuff, within six months, within three weeks, four weeks of exercising, you actually feel good about yourself from a mental perspective. So these actually come earlier than the physical uh, goal. So that's the first thing, have a clear goal. The second one is the process I call chunking it down. Now, chunking it down is break that goal into small steps. Because if you say you want to run 10 kilometers for the cancer research or anything like that, and you've never run before and you've never exercised before, you're going to reach a plateau and crash. So you can say, I'm going to start with 10 steps or 20 steps or 50 steps or one kilometer. And 
Then the third thing is reward yourself. When you achieve these small steps, you need to reward yourself. I'm not saying go and buy 17 cheeseburgers and stuff like that. You reward yourself with healthy habits. Go for a massage. Do something that is health-related. Don't, don't overeat the chocolate that I say earlier or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then those are the, the first three. Then we go to the fourth one. The fourth one is you are going to need help. Okay, especially if you have not exercised before. YouTube videos or anything like that is not going to help you. Trust me, you need help. If you're starting or if you have, especially if you have a clear goal and especially if it's health related as well, like those things I was saying about cholesterol, ways to eat pressure, weight loss and stuff like that. Now, when you're choosing, this is the problem, people end up choosing the wrong person and the wrong trainer or the wrong personal trainer or the wrong fitness coach. That person has to go within your goals. You have to make it clear to them what you want to achieve. I know personal trainers who make people do legs in the gym every day because they look good when they train someone doing, they are good at legs and they know if I train this person legs, I'm going to get more clients like, wow, look at the way he trains legs. Or they're boxing all the time. So you need to be careful and you might reach a situation where you have to change the trainer. Just like you could change your helper or, or, or your gardener, don't be scared to say, hey, I don't think we are in line with what I want to achieve. And can, uh, you, you're free to do that. And I've had people asking me, like, how do I change a trainer? I'm scared to tell them that, you know, we are not doing what I want and, and where I'm trying to get to. If someone is making you do push-ups all the time and you're happy with your chest, you want your legs, then they, they're not in line with what you want them to do. If they be very honest with them, if they're eating while they're training you, if they're on the phone while they're, while they're training you, if they're going to talk to other people while they're training you, then they're not the right trainer for you. And then the next step is choose the right clothing, the right clothing. Don't wear church shoes to go running because five years, six years down the line, you have knee problems, you have ankle problems. I see right now because of the pandemic, a lot of people are exercising, lots of people on the streets, but get the right footwear. Get the right exercise clothes. Be comfortable in those clothes. And, and, and that's, that's very important. People might say, okay, it's nothing, whatever, but it's a very important thing. The next thing is obviously your healthy eating habits. There's no way you're going to achieve anything from exercise without also eating healthy. Those two work hand in hand. There's nothing you can do about that. So those you need to be, those for me, people need to understand when they start an exercise program, those things are going to happen. Understand this is for you. So what works for A doesn't work for B. If A looks good, then I'm working for myself. I'm not trying to do what A does on the treadmill because I'm B. I'm going to do it with my own step in my own way because we all have different work ethics. We all have different genetics. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. But you know what people must do, Miles? People must, uh, they must start chopping firewood. You see, make your exercise actually <laughs> count towards real life work. Because then I was going to I was actually going to go there going. <laughs> no, no, I'm just teasing, but I, I like your point. You know, it, it sounds cliché, but yes, the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. So, don't expect to it's it's such good advice to not expect to immediately start doing a 1 hour workout on your chest, back, shoulders, everything no. go on on day 1. Then, no. you know, that's no. just a a recipe for the only, earlier. the only thing that will happen is you get injured and then you don't want to go to the gym anymore and stuff like that. That's why gyms always have a bad reputation. Like, oh, they take our money, but we don't get anything because of you. You actually make, make contribute to that happening. And, and people say, have an excuse like, uh, I can't exercise because I can't afford the gym. You don't need to be in the gym to exercise. There's so many you can do. Washing your dishes at home is exercising. 
Cleaning your car, washing your car is exercising. Doing your bed is exercising. Gardening is exercising. There's so much you can do around the house without having to pay for any membership. Okay. Those are some great tips as well. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. So yeah, um, yeah. once again, thank you everyone. Just to wrap it up, let me once again say thank you to our sponsor of this podcast, uh, Bon V Medical Aid Scheme. If you want to find out more about Bon V, you can go to twobroketwimbles.com forward slash Bon V. And if you are in Zimbabwe or if you have family in Zimbabwe and you're looking for a medical aid scheme that cares about your mental health and your physical health, then look no further than Bon V Medical Aid Scheme. You can also check out the Bon V Medical Aid Scheme Facebook. Once again, the spelling is B-O-N-V-I-E. So go check it out, sign up. If they ever ask you, let them know that Two Broke Twimbo sent you. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you once again to Miles. Thank you to Dr. Nyarai. And we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Danny. Have a good night. Thank you, thank you. Lovely. Thank you, guys.